1: Hello everybody, I'm Tommy Dees, sports producer at The Tennessean, and you are... Adam Sparks, Vanderbilt beat reporter with The Tennessean. And we're, you know what we're doing today? What are we doing, today? We're Tommy? breaking down the doors. We do this about every week, if yes, you Yes, like. we do, and this is, uh, this is the first episode where we get to discuss a game, because the Vanderbilt Commodores hosted Georgia, which looked like more like a road game at Georgia by the crowd, and and lost but maintained dignity, I think I wrote, and uh, I think that's a fair assessment. How did you look at it?
2: Yeah, it was in about three-quarters of a game, I suppose. Uh, Georgia went up 21 nothing, and from there, I mean, it was fairly even, I guess, what, 9-6 to six on the scoreboard. I will say Georgia laid off as much as they needed to, but Vandy's defense looked better after the first quarter. Offense had a few little spurts, but not much. And that obviously... Second well, I,
1: has, late in the first half, they did put together two field goal drives, one yes. of which was more penalty-aided, and one of which was, I think, just Vandy put a few plays together.
2: I, I think there was very much of a feel of a mulligan mm. to me after that game. It was... Uh, the First off, we talked about last week, they just weren't going to win that game. They just weren't... Georgia... It's not like Georgia's the number 15 team in the country. They're number three... I think they're a legitimate national title contender. They're going to win the East, mm-hmm. and you know Alabama Vanderbilt is not
1: going to win the East. They
2: are not, and Alabama or maybe LSU, I guess, is going to stand in their way of getting to the playoff. They maybe could get to the playoff without With winning, a loss, the, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it was a mulligan. It it it, it was what it was. Uh, if they played that one 10 times Vandy would get beat by three touchdowns or more all every all 10 times I feel like
1: right but but they didn't play horribly there was one area though that has some some fans feathers ruffled and uh let's let's go straight into talking about the quarterback
2: yeah i mean this situation. is uh, obviously this is the position that's going to generate the most talk uh, i've got a Pretty strong take on this. Now the, the Tuesday press conference was today, and I open I asked an open ended question to Derek Mason about what the protection, what some of the things around Riley Neal the starter had to do with dictating how poor the passing game was. Now Riley Neal started eleven of thirteen; he didn't do well at all in the second half, but he completed most of his passes early on, about a six yards per completion, which is terrible. Everything was short, but I, I kind of had a hunch what they would see on, on game film of what went wrong. And so I asked an open-ended question to Derek Mason about that, and here was his answer.
0: I think it's all the above. I think, uh, you know, our offensive line was okay early, but obviously we were trying to protect quarterback as much as we could, just getting the ball out fast. And, and you know, working against this Georgia defensive line, man, you needed to make sure, man, that you can keep him upright. Um, I thought they held up at times. Uh, I thought we had some miscues with with some of the snaps, which created some rhythm problems. You know, I mean, for Riley, you know, in this ball game, you know, from the you know, second possession to probably you know in mean, the, the, the the seventh possession, you know, when I mean, he was kept having to catch balls all over the place and really try to function within that, and you know that 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 makes it a little difficult when you want to go through a reprogression that's rhythm based uh, in terms of what you do. But look. I mean, he was 11-13 in the first half. I mean, he really didn't take any shots down the field. You know, that's not really who we are. But, you know, I mean, that's what we wanted to do initially, just to, you know, calm the offensive line down and let those guys, you know, get a feel for what the game's going to be like. Um, I thought, you know, Riley, you know, moved in the pocket, you know, in the way we thought he would. uh, Just wasn't able to set his feet. You know, like he needed to, and I think that's what you saw. You know, a lot of times, I thought there were some times where he should have climbed the pocket, where you know he moved, and uh, you know, it made it tough because he forced or or he was forced, you know, to be on the edges, and most of the route combinations were happening in a different different spot.
2: So a whole lot of things in there: the miscues on snaps, the breakdowns on the offensive line. For people that don't know, the offensive line had four new starters in this game. Two of the original starters were injured. A backup was injured. The fifth guy that was a regular starter was at a position. This was basically Vandy's number two offensive line facing Georgia,
1: yeah, and you're talking about about a makeshift kind of a patchwork line where yes. there's a lot of musical chairs, even even among the guys who had experience, they might not have been lining up where they would ideally line up if if Derek Mason could say. Everybody's 100% healthy. These are my best five at their best five positions.
2: And I think the point that Derek made there about the snaps was was enormous, and I think one that people discounted a little bit uh, in the moment. I think they, he counted six of the ten drives that Riley Neal was out there. There was at least one bad snap. Most of them were high. A
1: couple uh, of them were low.
2: A couple and, of them were low. A couple of them were to me, the let side.
1: Me, let, me, let me interrupt there to just say because – Especially, and I know this from when goes back to when Kirby Smart was at Alabama on defense. And one of the things that he, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart defense would do when a quarterback was in the shotgun is the quarterback has to take his eye off of the defense to look the ball into his hands. Right. The snaps high or low, he has to take it off even more. When he looks back up, that defense has usually changed when Kirby Smart is calling it. Sometimes dramatically, sometimes not. Somebody who's lined up deep, is all of a sudden lined up on the line blitzing or somebody's dropping back into coverage. So he's having to take his eye off, secure the ball, look back up, and then start his read all over from what he had saw at the at the beginning of the play.
2: And their game plan was quick passes, especially in the first half. Their idea was we have a very inexperienced offensive line. We're facing a really good front seven in Georgia. The way we're going to do this is catch and throw. And some people may look at it and say, "Why didn't, didn't they go under center?" That was the reason. You don't want to go into a five-step drop from under center and use that much time. You want to get the ball, get some it out of, those of your Georgia hands. Georgia
1: guys might have been waiting for him yes. at the end of five steps, like Kick one more, one more, and then, then sack him.
2: And so a lot of those are a lot of those are catch and throw on the shotgun. A lot of those are catch a quick two-step drop and throw, and those are all timing routes. And like you said, when the ball, he's six foot six, by the way, when the ball is going 10 feet in the air or one foot off the ground or to the side, yes, his eyes are going down. He's looking up. The timing is completely off. And then even when he was flushed out of the pocket, a lot of their route combinations, which were downfield, were in the middle of the field. That's where they hit a lot last year. Kalaja Lipskin was very good in the middle of the field. Jared Pinkney was very good in the middle of the field last year. And when you're looking at stuff in the middle of the field and you're suddenly picking the ball up off the ground or reaching over your head, being flushed out of the pocket, there's nobody out there. There's not supposed to be anybody out there because you're not supposed to be flushed out of the pocket that quickly. You're not supposed to have to get the snap in that way. So there were a whole lot of things in a lot of those plays that just it went awry and that was mostly the issues in the first half. Second half, also some bad snaps. But then they just they were too far behind. They were trying to he was trying to do some things against a pretty 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 tough pass rush, and it just wasn't going to get fixed. I I also asked Riley Neal about how he handled what looked like maybe reason for some friction on the sideline. Now, I didn't see any on the sideline, but people saw Collage Lipscomb and his. He has the best sad face in college football. You know, and we Aww. that's right. We, we, and we usually get photos of it of his just frustrated face. And so I asked Riley Neal about if he got some adverse reactions from his star receiver and star tuddy about that. He essentially said nothing that really hurt my feelings, just constructive things. Here here was Riley Neal's answer to that.
1: I think everybody knows that, you know, to be competitive in this conference you're gonna have to push the ball downfield and uh yeah, you know, that's something we'd like to do obviously.
2: How do you handle when guys want the ball really bad but there's a lot of coverage downfield and it's not open? How do you how do you handle that on the field?
1: Yeah, I want those guys to get the ball as much as they want the ball, so um, it, it's a good problem to have. I I think it's pretty universal too. Um, you know, people, good skilled players want the ball. So. Did you get much of that in
2: the game or after the game? I I was open. Why didn't why couldn't we get
1: that? Uh nothing that was like negative to say. Um, just, I mean, you're always talking, always talking ball um, about what people see out there. So, I mean, nothing that was adverse.
2: So, I say all that to say this. I think there's two camps with Vanderbilt fans right now.
1: Well, far... let, me, let me say this about yep. before you go too far with that. I, one of the camps was sitting outside the stadium because <laughs> all the Georgia fans bought their tickets. Yeah. And you know who you are if you're listening.
2: Yeah, it was. And then weird. there's two more camps. It was weird to see on Twitter people saying, "I can't believe how much red is in our stadium." I'm watching this on TV, and it really ticks me off. Well, you're watching. <laughs> where, where,
1: it where are you? I'll say TV. that again. Yeah, I'll say the students showed up. They did. The band showed up. They didn't they like. Did. They didn't like take a detour and go down. No. Go down to Lower Broad, and you know. But no, that I was I know it's probably the freshmen students and the run and. And the first game and everything. I expect there will be games where the Vandy students don't show up, but the Vanderbilt students did their part. They came. It, it was the most lopsided
2: crowd I've ever seen at Vandy. The Alabama a couple years ago was in that similar, neighborhood. but not
1: that bad. Right, not that bad. Um, so anyway, so, that's one camp of Vandy. So team. that's right. So the two and camp that camp doesn't get a vote. I'm sorry.
2: The, the two camps own possibly changing quarterbacks to Deuce Wallace. One camp I think is reasonable. That is they, that they made the wrong decision. They should have chosen Deuce Wallace in the preseason. He should have been the starter in game one. Whether that's right or wrong, I don't know, because we had not seen Deuce Wallace except for the last drive. So if you, if you think that, I completely understand that. We'll see if that plays out that way. The other camp is it's okay that they went with Riley Neal, but they should now change to Deuce Wallace. That's ridiculous. You, there, you cannot watch the Georgia game and say that you have to switch based on that. All the things we ran through, the bad snaps, the second-team offensive line, the uh, getting flushed out of the pocket immediately, facing that front seven. If, if the Vanderbilt coaches feel like Riley Neal is their answer at quarterback, there's, there's nothing that came out of the Georgia game that tells me they need to change that course. Now, if it gets halfway through the Purdue game – and he's having the same issues, uh, and the protection is better, and the snaps are better, he's still having the same problems, then maybe you make a change. But of everything that I saw in the Georgia game, I don't see a reason to change yet.
1: No, and, and I didn't either. And, and we did get a limited glimpse at, at uh, his competition at the position, and I didn't see who was who was basically working with the first offense against the second and third defense of Georgia. They had pretty much packed up the tent with the, the starters. And I didn't see a guy who just took the ball down the field and threw the ball so well that I, wow, what a difference. Yes, I will say some of the misses on the passes in the second half were really high or really low. Yep. That tends to sway public opinion as opposed to you missed them by that much. I will also say watching throughout the game, downfield, and and you've got a tight end who's who's a – considered a big-time prospect and maybe one of the better in the sec and you've got a receiver who's considered a big-time nfl prospect and and among the better in the sec i didn't see these guys getting separation no from georgia i did not see them running open and getting missed or running open and not getting the ball through to them and because i've watched a lot of football and i don't tend to just watch the ball i like to watch you know the big picture the more all 22 i didn't see a lot of vandy separation on offense, among the, the playmakers, I saw a couple of times that, that that they hit. Maybe one time when he probably should have checked down to the running back on a wheel pattern where there was probably more room to run if you get it to him in stride. That you've got an NFL level running back and nobody in front of him. That that that's a something you got to get better on your read he's not missing wide-open receivers out there.
2: No, I th- there's a – I mean, obviously, progressions, they're going to have to work on progressions this week because I, I I do think they gave a lot of attention. I don't think they bracketed Kalaja Lipscomb, but they gave most of their attention to Lipscomb. Pinckney, if it's the same offense as last year and it kind of looked the same to me, is that so much of his stuff is in windows. Obviously, a lot of athletic tight ends, that's what you get. You get that separation between – uh, an outside linebacker or a nickel, whoever has you up on the line of scrimmage, and the safety deep. And again, when timing is messed up and the snap is bad and your footwork is bad, which Riley Neal's footwork was not good in the pocket. He did get jittery in the second half. When that's not there, you're not going to see those windows. And so it, it, nothing worked in the passing game very well.
1: Yeah, and I think there's obviously room for improvement. There's improvement that needs to be made up front on the line. To give him more time, there's improvement that needs to be made with his progressions and, and footwork, and, and quite frankly, at least once or twice, we noted he threw off the back foot where, where there wasn't anybody hitting him or about to hit him. He just anticipated or felt the pressure, and you've still got to step into that throw. And I think there was a couple of times where, and, and, and um, Mason made this point after, where he stepped up nicely in the pocket, which is the way it's designed. Instead of, if you keep backtracking, you get sacked. Well, did or you, you get hit?
2: But. You, I'm sorry. You you sat beside me in the post game press yeah. conference. You noticed how red the chin mm-hmm. and the jaw and the neck. He took some shots. Yes. And any the toughest quarterback out there. You take enough shots from the front seven of Georgia, I think it's going to wear on you. Mm-hmm. And I think
1: it did to him in the second half. You agree? Yeah, absolutely. But 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 Purdue is is a different animal than georgia is and and purdue lost its opener to who nevada nevada is that like a university of or and it's nevada not nevada yeah i was told that uh, more than once last year so that's not quite the same you know what is that that sesame street song one of these things is not like the others (laughs) i think i think nevada nevada and purdue are not like georgia and and Bandy isn't like Georgia either, no. although they're in the same conference. So we'll see a lot fairer assessment of where the quarterback situation is and where the Vanderbilt football team and program is when they go on the road this week. And it's an interesting challenge. Well, we know a few things about what this
2: game sets up to be. It should be higher scoring. Um, they put up 31 points, and most of those were early on. Purdue did against Nevada. They gave up 34. This was kind of the M.O. of the team last year. The, all the Brahms, or the, there are three Brahms. They 34
1: in the first four minutes at the Music City Bowl, didn't they, to Auburn? Yes. Yeah. Something like that.
2: They can put up points. They threw for a 423 yards in that opener in, in a loss. Um, this is the same offense that Vandy will remember from Western Kentucky because Jeff Brahms was the head coach there. By the way, they split. When Jeff Brahms was coach of Western Kentucky, Vandy lost by, I think, three to Western Kentucky and then won, I think, an overtime by three. And they could put up points and yards then. Purdue can do the same thing now. Purdue is going to look at this and say, we can put 35 points on this team and we can put three or 400 yards in the air on this team. And if that, if that happens, then Vandy's got to have a counter to it. Now, I'm not saying that Riley Neal has to come out and throw for 300 yards. I don't really buy that. I think he has to throw for... 200, and I think Keyshawn Vaughn needs to put about 150 on Purdue. I I do think you've got to be balanced in this game because one thing I feel like Vandy
1: should be able to do better than Purdue is run the ball. I think you need to be balanced. You need to run left, you need to run right, and you need to (laughs) run up the middle so they don't know which way you're going to run every (laughs) play. But you need to hand the ball to that running back and let him do his thing, and not only because he's a really good running back. But one of the positives that I took out of this game, the, the defeat against Georgia for Vanderbilt, although they didn't finish drives, is that uh, makeshift offensive line did create some seams. I mean, he and, and he ran tough yards up the middle between the tackles. And these those yards are not going to be as tough against Purdue. But you want to keep Purdue from throwing for 400 and 375 and 350 yards you let Brom stand over there with his quarterback and watch while you run the ball for five yards a pop.
2: And one one name that Vandy fans need to know and they will know by Saturday is Rondell Moore. Right, All,
1: he's fun to watch. All-American as a freshman. Yeah, was, there ain't a lot of those like no. that. He was consensus first-team All-American. That's
2: right. And he was the, the Paul Horning Award recipient, which yeah. Paul Horning is the that's the most versatile player right. in the uh,
1: in, oh, uh, he's fine, people. He's really I fine. I think he's like five nine. Yeah, they say. Yeah, I'm saying 5'8". Five, five, if I got a kind of, if I got a bet, I'm taking the under. I'm at trying I think nine. maybe
2: like a Darren
1: Sproles, but faster. It's hard to be faster than Darren Sproles, but, but but yeah, yeah you're, you know the, he looks like the kind of guy who's gonna gonna measure with the fastest guys in the combine when his time comes. He is undersized, and that that works against you sometimes, but it can still work for you. He can return the ball he can he can yard after catch you, he can run the ball. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't he take direct snaps as quarterback, yeah, sound like a yes. wildcat
2: kind of thing? He's done everything. I don't know if he can
1: throw it, but he can he can run out of that position.
2: In the opener uh, against Nevada, he had uh, he had 11 catches, he returned punts, returned kicks, ran the ball three or four times. Uh, the interesting little twist of this is Cam Watkins, Vandy's new Maybe corner, he
1: line up at left tackle, for <laughs> Vanderbilt.
2: <laughs> Cam Watkins, the Illinois transfer played Purdue the last three years when he was at Illinois. He started the the last two times when it was Brahms' offense, and he was in the nickel as Illinois' starter, and he defended Rondell Moore. He was usually lined up one-on-one with Rondell Moore. So this would be the third year in a row. He, wow. So – I don't know if that's
1: good that's the or bad. Best scouting report you're going to get it, that's for sure. It
2: absolutely is. Hey, you've had him before. Yeah. Go go take him again. Now the problem is, is they lost both of those last two games, <laughs> and Purdue yeah. put up a lot of points and a lot of yards. But
1: that's it, that's one of the most electric players in the country. Yeah, I will say if you were looking for somebody to compare him to, that I remember. That some people might remember. Do you remember Noel Devine at West Virginia? Yes. Yep. Similar kind of guy. And if you ever saw Noel Devine's high school highlight reel, it's like it's like you you're on, you look at it, and you say they're just making this up. Yeah. And this guy can do that kind of thing. So now there's your matchup nightmare for Vanderbilt. Your nightmare matchup for Purdue is Keyshawn Vaughn and a tight end that that would that should give them fits because I will bet you you look back. Last couple of years, what Iowa did with their NFL-ready tight ends, and I bet you'll find that they had some success against Purdue.
2: And what could be a factor with Keyshawn Vaughn is that he's going to get plenty of plenty of carries, but the offensive line, the, the, like I mentioned before, two starters, one backup out. Derek Mason's best answer was those guys are day-to-day for whatever that means. I would guess maybe one of the three are back in this game, but we'll see when we get to game day. Also, Jamari Wakefield suffered a leg injury the other day. Wakefield is Keyshawn Vaughn's backup. He's also the primary kick returner. He's out for this game. So there's going to, if if Vaughn gets spelled for a couple of carries, it's probably going to go to Javion Marlowe, who has also had an injury. So we'll see if he's available. He is on the depth chart, but they're going to win or lose with Keyshawn Vaughn. And he had 15 carries in the first game. Averaged about five yards a carry, which is which is fine. He got close to breaking a few. He needs to break a couple against Purdue, and I, th- I think that's in him. They, they should give him twenty plus carries also in this game.
1: Yeah, I would almost say if I had to look at one stat, you know, like I, I like if I didn't watch the game, I missed the game, which I think is Big Ten Network, maybe. Yes. Um. So I will miss the game. <laughs> <laughs> um. But but if I yeah knew nothing about it and I wanted to look at one stat and figure out who won, I would look at his carries. If he's twenty five or above that means they didn't get taken out of their game plan. That means they didn't get behind by 14 or 21 where you feel like it's a little futile to be handing it off and chugging down the field. It means that they're in command and that that, that, that he must be having success because he's not carrying it 25 times if he's getting one yard to carry. So, so so that's what I'm looking for is I'm looking for them to hand the ball off and, and let and, and then run your play action. Yeah, you know, make them respect that run and, and see what happens in the play action pass, which
2: they never really got to in the
1: Georgia game. Right,
2: you're down twenty-one nothing. Nobody's going to believe play action too much anyway.
1: Right, but but you didn't come out of that thinking, boy. There are teams that can stop us from running the football either. Right, because Georgia's going to be about as good as you get against the run. Yes, and they and then did they run it up and down the field? No, but they did move the chains on the ground.
2: All right, so I'll be in West Lafayette, Indiana for that game. Vandy right now is, I think, about an eight-point dog, uh, underdog on the road, which is is reasonable. Do you want to do the picks on here? Or you let's, want to do the picks? Let's, elsewhere? Well, let's let's
1: do the pick on that game. We need to pick this game. Okay. ourselves, and then we're going to have another podcast where you can tune in, where where Adam and I will pick every game in the stinking SEC against the line, and plus have a couple of bonus picks. So so if you're a degenerate gambler or you just want to be entertained by how bad we are at picking football games, they're both valid reasons, you'll want to tune into that edition of Breaking Down the Doors. But let's do talk about Vanderbilt-Purdue. And and what I see here, I'm not backing off. Nothing I saw against Georgia changed my mind. I got Vanderbilt winning this game, and I got Vanderbilt winning this game 31-30-ish. to 30-ish.
2: Ooh, okay. Well, I thought I was going to be an outlier on this one. I have Vandy covering, and I have Vandy winning. We're a couple of homers. I feel like I, I, I just I, I have a sense that that Vandy has under Derek Mason. Vandy has never been worse on the road. Sometimes mm-hmm. they've been better on the road. Right. And when you play a home game like he did the other day,
1: and well, exactly. I mean, they're going to get away from all those Georgia fans. That's right. What There's, if the Georgia fans follow them to Purdue? <laughs> Maybe that's why they were here. You know,
2: it it is an interesting thing, though, because there's there's the distraction of, man, I can't believe our people didn't show up again. That distraction is not on the road. Right. You just go and you play, and Mm. Purdue's not going to be... It's not going to be crazy loud it's not the big house it's not is that michigan not
1: like playing at alabama or at tennessee or michigan or i'm, I'm going Big 10. Pl- i'm just right. just in your own you know you got enough of that in the conference right, right. so uh, you, got, you had enough of that playing in georgia at home and, the,
2: and, the whole, and the, by the way the whole place
1: would be black and gold exactly, so you can yeah. almost
2: pretend exactly yeah so okay so i yeah i i think vandy the game plan that Vandy wants to have this year, I think they have, and I think they execute in this game. I think Neil is better; he's controlled. I think they run the play action well. I think I think Keyshawn Vaughn plays well. I think the defense is good enough. And you said thirty-one, thirty-one, thirty. I'm uh I'm gonna go thirty-four, thirty-one,
1: Vandy. Okay, so we see lots of points, we see some yards, and we see Keyshawn Vaughn being the difference. Yep. Okay. You know what we just did? What did we do? We just broke down the doors. We did in the past tense. Exactly. Well, um, thank you all for tuning in uh, to Breaking Down the Doors. We will be back with a special edition, another edition this week, uh, Picking the Games Against the Line. And we'll be back every week during the season. Uh, Adam Sparks, uh Tennessean beat writer. Tommy Dees, uh Tennessean sports director. Uh, you can download or subscribe to this podcast at iTunes or wherever you find your favorite podcast, And we encourage you to subscribe to Tennessean.com or you can find where you can follow all of our Vanderbilt coverage, football and other sports.